0: The reading is taken from St. John's Gospel, chapter 14, verses one to seven. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go, and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me if you really know me you will know my father as well from now on you do know him and have seen him this is the word of the lord
1: thank you so much barbara good to see you all um Gosh, I looked out at a couple of people I wasn't expecting to see in church, because I thought you had other things on, and actually, I'm not looking anywhere in particular, but weighty things in life to deal with. So I didn't if you're in church today and um, it's a surprise to you, maybe it's not a surprise to God. you're very, very welcome. Um, I want to thank Andrew um, for sharing. Andrew and a group of people um, have been faithfully serving Ukraine for years, did you say 17 years? Gosh, I was listening well, wasn't I? And I think people that do that, I said this at the earlier service, it gets to be in your bones, as it were. It's like try stopping them serving when they've been serving for such a long time, but the landscape has changed. And I just want to say, and it was mentioned earlier, just bless you, church, for your ongoing support for this mission partner. And especially last, well, when the the war um, kicked off, the generosity from this church was extraordinary, over 50,000 raised in the initial stages. But the, the miracle, I suppose, it's so easy, and I find it really easy to respond in the heat of the moment. It's this ongoing faithfulness that she's quite hard to do and then for that to mean something so we saw the pictures of the tumble down houses which might have widows and maybe um, others very very vulnerable people there and if those roofs don't go on and the sides don't go up and there's no windows uh, their outcome in Ukraine is very very bleak they die so, if the bombs don't get them, maybe the winter will. So, bless you for that. I don't think Jane's here today, but she was an inspiration in selling cakes. Who would have thought that selling cakes would translate to putting roofs and windows on, and more than that, uh, showing God's transforming love? So, in the context of us talking about vision today and over the next few weeks, we start with you, Crayon, looking out. There's some of you um, hosted. Ukrainians in your home bless you there's all sorts of ways I look out again all of us here have said amen and amen and cried out in prayer for the people of Ukraine and Andrew didn't use the word but there's a word that we on this we don't mind our P's and Q's we pray for peace a peace that passes all understanding anyway Thinking about vision, one of the things in Holy Trinity Church, we're really blessed with people who have lots of great ideas, and lots of vision. There's no shortage of vision in the people of God in uh, in this in this congregation. And the problem people like me have is how do you centre this on something that's quite tangible? and of of central significance. We'll talk about the Bible passage in a few moments. But if I was to say to you, just strip everything away, all our worthy busyness and all the things that we do, if you stripped everything away, what what would we want God to find that was central within our church, our community, our activities? And this isn't rocket science, and I'm almost embarrassed to say, but if we strip everything away, hopefully folks will find the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll say a little bit more about that a little later. But this is the central abiding theme in everything that we do. So to the Bible passage, John 14, it happens um, after quite a few significant events. Those of you who know John's Gospel will know that they've had the Last Supper, that uh, Jesus has washed his disciples' feet, that um, he's predicted that Peter's going to deny him. And he talks to Peter and others about love. And it's a key, key theme. So our purpose statement is to encounter, celebrate, and celebrate God's transforming love. And Jesus says to them, he says, love one another, and by this, it's an old translation, will all men know that you are my disciples. We sing the song, don't we? If you have love, one for another. May that be the thing regardless of the vision that marks out our church. But then we get to John 14. And um, Jesus has been telling them that he's going to go and leave them. And anyone that's lost a loved one or thinks they'll have a member of their family that's moved away, it can affect us quite deeply. And they're confused. And Jesus says to them that he's going to make a way for them, to be with the Father. And there's this scene. Um, I did a funeral for uh, someone on this particular passage, and they pre- preferred an older translation. You might have been at the funeral that I took, but Jesus says he's going to go and pray. Uh, in my father's house, Barbara knows the older translation. <laughs> there's many rooms. What? Mansions. Mansions, so the place that God resides for eternity is not a two up, two down, is it? If that's what you're saying, this is enormous, it's glorious. And there's space for everyone. The person made me use the mansions translations rather than the other translations. And he talks about, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And bless Thomas, he hasn't got a clue what Jesus is talking about. We don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Just before I say anything else, with Jesus at the centre, I've done church for quite a few years. I can do it quite easy. This is going to shock you. I can do church very easily without Jesus. I can do it in my own strength and my own abilities and my own inabilities. i like to suggest to you that you can do life in your own strength, in your own weaknesses, in your own abilities, and your own inabilities. But this passage has something quite profound to say about how God prefers us to do church. So he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And Thomas hasn't got a clue what he's going on about. And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the only way to the Father i 'm the way, the truth and the life. what Jesus doesn 't offer Thomas is a doctoral theological thesis about the ins and outs of faith he doesn 't offer him a road map of how to get there. What he offers Thomas and offers us is a relationship is a journey is a journey that starts in the here. And the now that we might travel with him eternally. He's gone ahead of us. He's going to prepare the way for each and every one of us. I'd like to put it to you, whatever we do with our vision. uh, Whether it be with our buildings or some of our activities. If as part of that we're not signposting people to Jesus in love. I wonder what we are doing anyway just um, as Catherine said we're going to over the next few weeks talk about uh, different visionary ideas next week there's some recordings of different ministry leads but today we're thinking about a project with the use of our grounds uh, which we're going to call the Waymaker Project and um, churchyards over the years have probably had different impacts on me when you walk through a churchyard what emotion is stirred in you for some of you it's probably profound loss and that association there for me as a child I've probably told you this we lived in big vicarages next to very dark churchyards I was very athletic and I think I learnt to run very fast going through churchyards because I was terrified about the whole notion of death and dying because I hadn't come to know Jesus as the resurrection and the life. For many of us, our churchyard is a hidden place, but it's a sacred place. It's a place that people go and process their grief. Our churchyard happens to be a very hidden gem as well that we'd love to enhance and share. If churchyards only speak of death, I would argue that they're not Christian churchyards. They've only got part of the gospel because the Christian hope is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life and the resurrection, the life. So our church does and should speak of life and creation and abundance and hope. And I think it does, but part of our vision for the future is to make this even more tangible and even more visible. I was told um, by Brian, uh, that our churchyard and, and Brian it is not this age at all. But you told me a few weeks ago, I think that our churchyard has not had any insecticides on it. That's true, isn't it? As far, for 150 years, and you're looking good on it. I don't know how you know that, but uh, <laughs> but as a but as a result, as a result, maybe things grow and develop in our churchyard that wouldn't do in other places. And I'm going to say a little bit about mental well-being as well, about wildlife, about creation care, about accessibility with our local community so that we put our church more at the heart of our community, living stones in and of our local community. I want to let the video do the talking, and I'll say a few more words at the end. The purpose at Holy Trinity Claygate is to encounter, celebrate and share God's transforming love. We're a parish church, here to serve not just those who come to the church, but all in our wider community. Our village sign sends out a strong message that the church is a vital and iconic part of Claygate's identity. Holy Trinity is already a hub for many valuable activities for all ages. Whilst there's much to celebrate about our interaction past and present, we want to develop a vision where we can deepen our connections at the heart of this community for generations to come. Our church buildings are a wonderful legacy from the vision and generosity of those that have gone before us. They've been developed over many years and are obviously used for overtly spiritual purposes, but that accepted They're also shared with our community seven days a week. We host singing and dancing, our own jigsaw preschool, and aim to care for all people in our community from the cradle to the grave. We've got many creative ideas about how we'd like to further develop the church buildings. We've experimented with the area outside the office where people can sit and chat. We'd like to expand that. But some time ago, Selena Botham challenged me, she said, promise me, before you do anything more with the church buildings, to make the most of the grounds. During lockdown, when we couldn't get out and about, it awakened our value of the great outdoors. It takes great courage to cross the threshold of the church, outside spaces, are potentially so much more accessible to more people. We believe our churchyard is a hidden treasure which we'd love to improve access for and share with the whole whole community. Its primary purpose is as consecrated ground where loved ones have been buried and ashes interned, a peaceful place to process our loss and encounter God's love. But we'd also love to develop it with creation care, social, spiritual, and well being in mind. So, working with Selena Botham, an award winning garden designer, we've tried to capture this concept. The Waymaker project, as it will be called, is our way to express our commitment to be at the heart of this wonderful community. This presentation includes some of Selena's designs and artists' impressions. We now begin the consultation phase with church, community and other interested parties. The ideas we share in this film are an important aspect of a much larger vision for us having greater engagement and being a rich blessing to our community. We welcome your engagement with this project.
2: Our churchyard is a hidden gem at the heart of Claygate. It contains a number of wonderful treasures. Our vision is to share our beautiful churchyard with the wider Claygate community. Whilst continuing to respect the needs of relatives of loved ones interred here. We want to place the church and the churchyard at the heart of the community. We want to create a place of well being, body, mind, and spirit. A place that cares for God's creation, sustainability, biodiversity, and wildlife.
3: There are a number of ways that we could develop our main churchyard area to meet this vision. Large areas of the churchyard could be turned over to wildflowers and seasonal bulbs to create a tranquil, biodiverse environment. Benches could be strategically placed to provide peace pockets with beautiful views across the churchyard and places for quiet reflection. The area with the more recent graves would be kept clear and tidy to support those who wish to visit the graves of loved ones. The corner by the pavilion could be transformed into a haven for wildlife. We could provide access to the recreation ground to encourage community access. The Garden of Remembrance could be transformed from a bare lawn into a place of privacy and spiritual reflection. A yew hedge could be planted around the edge, an attractive living sculpture of flowers on a raised mound, and a beautiful wooden ribbon running the length of the swirl inscribed with a verse of scripture. From him and through him and for him are all things, to him be the glory forever.
2: The entrance to the churchyard could be transformed by creating a welcome garden to improve access and frame the front of the church. This could contain benches, small trees, hedges, and planting. The War Memorial area could be transformed to make it more attractive and provide connectivity into the main churchyard area. The path up to the main building entrance could be straightened and the beds beside the church and in front of the office straightened and replanted. The view of the church from the car park entrance could be improved by reducing the height of the existing U hedge and opening a new path to the church through the hedge.
3: Access to the Ministry Centre could be opened up by removing the current fence and beds. The area in front of the Ministry Centre could be converted into a planted garden area. The area in front of the vicarage could be developed to provide additional privacy. And the existing gate into the recreation ground could be opened up for more general use.
2: We believe that making these developments would enhance our churchyard and provide an attractive space that would strengthen links with the community, enabling everyone to encounter, celebrate and share God's transforming love.
1: Lots to um, take in. Thanks for listening. This is one aspect of our vision, but we've done it today because it's quite a significant part of the vision and it will, you know, it just takes a little bit of processing. So rather than crowd out some of the other things, we've done it today. But it, this is a conversation. We've got no permissions uh, yet. I think some of the ideas might be quite easy to do, um, but we don't envisage this happening overnight. It's a process. And as um, we get the support and the resource to do it, we'll progress it along with many of the other missionary and visionary ideas that we have as a church. Just one um, final thing to say, and Catherine will probably pick this up a little bit later, but um, we don't want to be accused of... um, Dreaming no dreams. I'm going to put that in the positive. It's very easy out of fear or lack of imagination to do not very much. So we're daring to dream dreams for our church and I hope you as individuals dare to dream dreams for your own lives about what's possible. I, for one, just lay it down. Um, None of this needs to happen but if God's in it, Uh, Lord, forgive me for not cooperating with you in this. So we're in a discernment process. We offer this up. I hope it's something that's creative, that not only brings the church together, but I think our community also needs things that have a unifying and edifying effect also. Maybe, just maybe, this could be one.